These delicate strips of film are the materials which record and transmit the creations of Hollywood. We're, we're talking pictures. Hey everyone, welcome to the Talking Pictures Podcast. My name is Evan. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, David. David. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a special one for you. So yeah. today we are recounting the first half of 2023. Yeah. We're looking at our top 10 movies, our worst five movies, and what we're looking forward to in the latter half of this year. Yeah. So I'm excited. The mi- me too. Mid-year. Yeah. This is good. This what, is the middle um, of the road. Middle yeah. of the road. We've mi- reached the point where we could, this can either this podcast can either be over or can continue. And it's based on this episode. <laughs> right. Who's making this determination? Uh, you, the, the loyal listener. You know, our worthy constituents, thank you for coming this far. And, th- and thank you for hopefully staying for the rest. Thank you, everyone, for checking out our podcast yeah. so far this year. <laughs> That's what I'm trying um, to say. <laughs> constituents. Yeah. Stumping over there? My worthy constituents. <laughs> um, so, yeah, tonight's going to be a, a special episode. Yeah, man. Um, I'm really what do you excited. think? What do you? How do you feel about 2023 as a movie year thus far? I. That's a great question. Um it's been a great year because we've been, we've been on a, on a on a tough couple of years ever since Rona, that sweet sweet Ovid. That shit's been that shit fucked up the movies, and thank God we can still go into them. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's huge. So like we can still do and that. leave them, and we can go into them, and we can leave them. So <laughs> thank God we're not attacked <laughs> no. by the virus. Yeah, no, in no. the theater, this disgusting world we live in, and um, that's great. That's nice. There's been a lot of which is unfortunate real quick to finish that thought is that now there's a writer's strike. So it's like, once we get out of it and everything's going great now that we have to deal with that shit. So, right. That kind of, so sucks. 2023 would be okay, but 2024 might not be, might not be so hot with this strike. <laughs> so, no. I yeah. Mean, no, I think it's been good. This year has been really good. There's been some big blockbusters. Like I feel like it's been pretty even actually. There's been a lot of shit and a lot of good. I've watched. I have your 30. number here. I have oh, your number. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah. I've watched X amount of films, and I would say half of them were bad. You've watched a lot of X-rated films? I've watched, hey, guys. Um, <laughs> why don't you switch over to my other account? Yeah, <laughs> the talking porn is. Dave X. Dave, dark Dave. And <laughs> dark Dirty Dave. Yeah, Dark Dirty Dave yeah, Triple X D. account. Yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. You've seen 38 films. Really? That were released in 2023. Look at me, really? So, take like, a bow. I'm surprised. Damn, I couldn't get the 40? Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like usually you end the year at like 38. That's true. So for you to be yeah. close to awesome, close to 40 already this, you know, this short into the year. Feels good. I think it's I think it's impressive. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um that's a big deal. Yeah, no, normally deal. I'm trumped by y'all. Y'all are your I'm in your shadow. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor by yeah. big big T. We're bipartisan. Little T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, happy 4th of July, guys. I'm wearing a shirt. Um, if you're oh, over at the Instagram, you bought that from Middle America. To, <laughs> to, I bought it from Middle Earth. If um, you go over to the Talking Pictures, Talking Underscore Pictures Underscore Podcast, uh, and watch the reels, we have reels there. I am wearing a very nice shirt. So, e bald eagle carrying the American flag because it is the Fourth of July. And if you're not from America, it is just the fourth day of the month for you. But for us, it means something else. You can't get more patriotic than that if this guy had a, a, yeah. a miller genuine draft in his hands <laughs> maybe. maybe if the bald eagle was a little bit more obese yeah you know? big bird <laughs> big 
speedball bird holding the American flag, screaming at people. Maybe this would be his rhetoric. Yeah. Right. You know how many movies I've seen this year? Can I guess? Take a guess. I think the I Flash think was 100. Go the Flash was number 100. 100. Yeah. So I think you've like watched two 100 ago. and two weeks ago, 106. Yeah. I'm at 108. Hey. hey. Which really is close. stupid in retrospect. <laughs> You're pissed. It's just You're dumb. At yourself. Because I'm just time. I'm just timing <laughs> that number by two. Yeah. For the amount of hours you know, <sighs> on average a movie is. You could have. So, what could you have done? 216 hours. I probably could have learned piano. You know. <laughs> could have got finally good at. What were you trying to learn? Irish at one point because of a movie you watched. I was. What was I learning Irish for? There was. Um, what's her name? Uh, was it Pooh. Je- no, Pooh was in it. What's her name? Pugue. Mar- Marlon Pugue. What's that girl's name? Oh, maybe the Wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, Florence dude, I've been, I've been Florence Pugue. I've been on uh, Duolingo trying to learn Irish. Right. <laughs> Even though Florence Pugue has nothing to do with Irish. But um, I just want to be able to talk to Sarah Ronan and Paul Mescal and, and Barry Keown yeah. and just you yeah, know, right. their dialect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I realized it's uh, it's a lot of gibberish, man. Yeah. It's a lot of consonants back so, to back. I will so. I will so call them. <laughs> There goes that dream. It was a good year, man. It was a lot of good shit. Yeah. It was a lot of good movies, which I didn't see The Wonder. One thing I still really want to well, see. That was last year. Oh, okay. Well, there was um, one movie I really did want to see starring Florence Pugh that like I still rings in my head. I'm like, damn, I should probably watch that. Is um That came out this year. Right. Also, what? I said right, yeah. Yeah. What's uh, what's his name? Is it uh, Red from uh, the Starstruck, Redem- Star- Starstruck Redemption? <laughs> what is that guy's name? What? <laughs> What's his name? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. That's yeah. what's that movie? A good called? person. A good person. Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah, that came out this year, and I really wanted to watch that. I missed right. Don't step on the lists. Oh, so. oh, dude, I'm sorry. I thought we were doing a little recap. Don't you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, no, you, right, can, right. you can. You can. Little, yeah. little walk down memory lane. I'm not saying it's on there, but it, yeah. it, you know, it might be yeah. close. Yeah. We'll it was. I think we'll it was a fun year. I actually think it was. It was a really strong year. I'm looking at my list on Letterboxd. And you can check out our, our page on Letterboxd. It's just Talking Pictures is the name of the profile. Um, I think I liked half. So half of 108, yeah. I think, is uh, I think it's pretty solid, right? to be honest. It's like, that's a great year. Considering, like, every time I get on this podcast, I think I'm just trashing things. Yeah. So for me to see, like, <laughs> oh, I've positive. actually hearted half of these. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's different. So I'm excited. Yeah, um, so am I. I'm excited about talk about what we got going on. We have a lot going on. So I do have um, the box office numbers for the first half okay. of 2023. And I'm going to rattle off the top 10. Okay. Yeah. Rattle. So rattle here's baby. what we got. Number rattle. one. What do you think the number one movie of the year in terms of box office domestic gross is? It's got to be a Marvel film. No. Really? Okay. Oh, dude. Super Mario Brothers. Okay, movie. that I was just thinking. Okay, well, yeah, didn't that make like ninety billion dollars or something? <laughs> can I guess one hundred zillion? <laughs> it is at five seventy three million. Hundred, yeah, five hundred seventy three million, smokes, and dude. nothing's close. Whoa. So I'll rattle off the next. Yes. It's uh, number two is Guardians Volume Three. Number three is Across the Spider Verse. Number four is The Little Mermaid. Number five, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Number six is John Wick, Chapter 4. Number seven is Creed 3. Number eight is Fast X. Number nine is Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. <laughs> and number 10 is Scream 6. Okay. All so right. I believe all of those are My sequels. top 10. <laughs> yeah, right? All of those are sequels except for Super Mario Brothers and The Little Mermaid. The year of the sequel. 
Everything else uh, is a sequel. Wow. Sometimes like the sixth or seventh or the tenth sequel in terms of That's status. nuts, man. Yeah, there's been a lot. How many of those That's appear y- in your top ten? <laughs> Maybe one or two. Because i got to be honest. Yeah, I think I'm at one or two as well. With I was just going to say, I feel like now that I'm thinking about the last year, a lot of what I've said on here is uh, I should probably watch the rest of those first type thing <laughs> like you know there's a lot of homework that's been done I'm right like, let me watch the other three or the other eight like, we are other- thinking about renaming this podcast to talking false promises <laughs> so and this is going to be dave up here riffing on i think we started oh with God. the scream films and then we ventured into succession all of the fast films <laughs> yeah and then succession yeah and then the last one i think was what just every film in cinematic history yeah well i haven't to keep said yourself. it yet but I'm gonna, you, guys, you guys follow me this weekend i'm watching all the mission Impossibles. <laughs> Yeah, that all is, the Jurassic Parks. Yeah, that is an impossible mission for sure. It sure is. No, I've been try. I actually found three of the DVDs in my house, so I will be watching them this weekend. Where'd you find them? Like in, in, in the sleep. backyard? That's just loose in a backyard. What are you doing on, under the grass? Look at these time capsules. <laughs> I did. I did have the first mission on the other. It doesn't matter. It's really good. All right, they got to the gum scene. It's fucking awesome. Um, how are we doing this? Are we doing like? So you know what? I think we should start off with our bottom five. Get the trash out. Yeah. Take the trash Just, out. Leave you know. the door open. You know? <laughs> uh, I don't do that anymore now that, it's, oh, yeah? now that it's publicly available information. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, good. You right. learned your lesson. That's now what someone's going to break for. in. Welcome back to Lessons. Learn. With Evan and Dave. Talking lessons. Um, I think we should get rid of, the, get rid of the top five as well. How do you want to do get this? Get rid of the top five. I think five. we should get rid of the bottom five as well. All right. I'm going to read you off my bottom five. You want to do it like that? Yep. I'm excited. My fifth least favorite movie slash fifth worst movie of the year is a little thing called Shazam Fury of the Gods. Oh, wow. Is that on your list? No, not at all. Okay. Nice. My number four is Kevin Hart's Die Hearts, (laughs) which you did not see. I didn't see that. Uh, My number three is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Okay. That is on my list. That's on your list? yeah, Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two is Paint, starring Owen Wilson. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that. And my least favorite movie of the year thus far is Ghosted. Oh, with Chris Evans yeah. and Ana de Armas. Damn. Just, uh, it's pretty bad, man. Yeah. Some honorable mentions from not, that did not make my bottom well, let five. Well, let me do my five. Okay. Okay. Because this is going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I didn't see that from Dave. So, so what do you my, got? Yeah. My bottom five, the worst, the, the less worst of the worst is Bo is afraid. Really? I know. Wow. And that's just because of the, I think if I saw ghosted, it would have knocked it out. But of the, that's why I was tough. Right. Cause it's like, I don't like this. Right. The you're you're pissed. Bad. No, yeah. come on. I don't know. I just wasn't, I went through and I was like, damn, I, I really fucking can't. That doesn't matter. So, yeah. Uh, next one is Winnie Le Poop, which is how I what I have it on my thing. Winnie Le Poop. Winnie Le Poop. The Mother. Okay. Is number three. Yeah. I thought me. you kind of liked that one. I don't know. It's on this list. Yeah. You people. And then the, the, the first of the worst. Is I think hip- I already know it. What do you think? Hypnotic. It sure is. Yeah, baby. <laughs> that piece of garbage. Yeah. So that's it, man. Hypnotic. Definitely. So hypnotic. The worst thing of the year so far has been hypnotic. I mean, me. that's that's not a bad guess. Or not a bad guess, but it's not yeah. a bad uh, selection. What's that your is honorable? Number, that is number 10 on my okay. worst list. Your honorable mention? Uh, you people is number eight on my worst list. Mm-hmm. Um, I threw Renfield down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mafia Mama. 
your place or mine. Oh yeah, man, you were um, you were shit on the so bad. <laughs> you know, I those movies are probably worse than some of the ones I picked in my bottom five. But like, I put Ghosted as last just because of just the laziness uh-huh. and the expectation that this should be a movie that should be consumed and beloved, and just how trashy that is with such two big stars with someone competent behind the scenes. Yeah, like I mean. To be honest, like Winnie the Pooh is a worse movie, but the expectations are lower from that kind of movie. That's a great point. Same thing with yeah. Hypnotic. Yeah. I mean, you have Ben Affleck and Robert Rodriguez. Like, yeah. You know, like that's, you know, you, I don't think you found it watchable. I still found that trash to be watchable, okay. but the fact that it's, you have those two people like making that movie makes yeah. it worse than it, sh- than it really you're, is. What you're saying is like, this is the shameful slot. Like you're up there because shame, shame. on you. Shame, 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 shame on you. You guys had have the tools and you fucked up still. Whereas like, okay, Winnie the Pooh, they gave it a good fucking run. Right. <laughs> so like, you're totally right. I yeah. Like yeah. Just like, I mean, low budget horror flick. Yeah. Like, of course it wasn't going to be fantastic. No. But you're fucking Ben Affleck and Robbie Roggs. With that, with that said, Winnie the Pooh is still terrible. Yeah, wow. Um, um, you had any honorable mentions for uh, bottom five of the year? Not really. I kind of no. stopped at those. And I was okay. like, I don't, I, I feel like probably Shazam. I don't know, man. Cause you know how my shit changes after I listen to you. You know so. what? I'm surprised it's not. I think you rate. So I always like to rag on you because yeah, I know you. <laughs> so I saw recently that you rated the little mermaid one and a half stars on letterbox. <laughs> and we had a conversation, I think maybe four weeks ago where you gave it a three and a half. So somehow in your brain over the course of three weeks, it went from a good, I enjoyed this movie to a one and a half. Cause you texted me, you screenshot, you're like, well, oh, one and a half. And I was like, I'll fix it. And like, cause I was in work mode yeah. and I was like responding to people. I was responding to these nurses and shit. And yeah. I was like, I'll fix it. And I went over, I fixed it and kept moving. And like, that's how I feel very robotic about it. I was like, you're right. I did like it. And I kept moving. But I Stupid distinctly boy. recall that you gave this one movie a half star. And I don't know how this is not in your bottom five. What list. is what movie? Fast X, baby. Oh, what happened? I'm looking at. Okay, you're right. Yes, you're right. Did and Vin, I guess did Vin the, slide into your Venmo and no. just like gave you a couple, uh, gave you a couple <laughs> dollars to keep this off your list? What no, happened? you're right. And like looking at Bo is afraid. I should have. It should be switched with Fast X. You're correct. Yeah. Fast so, X is pretty bad. Man. It's awful. Yeah. And um, I think I had Bo, and Bo was afraid in there because, again, it was just the um, I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah. I don't really like this movie. So right. therefore, it is bad. Right. But Fast X was shamefully bad. So I also think you gave White Men Can't Jump a zero. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, ha- I didn't finish it because it was so bad. Yeah. So you're right. That's, like thank it. you for filling in my honorable mentions here. <laughs> you're right. For the end of the year yeah. podcast, I'm going to make Dave's list. So. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, I'm just ragging on you. Shit. That's, um, no, you're right, though. Yeah. But you know what's funny? You Looking at some of these terrible movies, it just makes me think like cinema is dead. No. And then we're going to talk about the top 10 movies. Yes. And, you know, yeah. we're going to find it's very much alive. Yeah. So. And that's okay. You got to get a couple. You got to get through the bad to get to the good, you know. Right. The sweet is not so sweet without the sour. So. All right, so I think we should we should transition into our top tens. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I think this would be a great time to take a break for our sponsor if we had one, and uh, we don't. So we're right back into it. Right. Uh, <laughs> top ten. Now this is top something 10. that we need to real quick go over the rules again because <laughs> I will fuck it up like I do every time. Right. So number ten. Go? Yeah. So I'm gonna read off my ten, nine, and eight, and if Dave has this movie. 
higher up on his list, you know, closer to one, then we are going to table our discussion until Dave comes to that point on his list. Got it. So if I had Renfield at 10 and Dave had Renfield at two, when I say, you know, my number 10 of the movie, number 10 movie of the year is Renfield, Dave would say table it, which means that he has this higher up on his list. I get a chance to talk about it later. Yeah. And okay. we talk about it later. Yeah, so yeah, I won't talk I about it. And then we'll talk right about now. it together. <laughs> My brain is very smooth. We should say we're recording this at like two in the afternoon. Yeah. Which is, which is rare. So Sun's we actually up, have a wide awake Dave. Today. Sure do. Maybe yeah. sun's up, Dave's up. Sun's yeah. not no Dave. Well, number <laughs> 10. <laughs> you want to start? Uh, yeah. Man. Give me your number 10, bro. Yeah. All right. This was took a little time. I definitely had an IPA, a big stinky IPA when I made this list. And I sat down Is and went through Is that the newest it. kind of IPA? They're always big does and it, stinky. Does it pair well with a stinky cheese? <laughs> less, a less stinky cheese. They, um, so, like, there was a couple moving around I had to do, and some I feel like are interchangeable, but here we go. Number 10 on this list for me is Magic Mike. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, you like that? I like it. I yeah. talk, talk a little bit about it. Yeah. I don't know, man. This movie was sexy, and uh, and we we've gone over it, but it was like of the of the Magic Mag franchise, not the right. best of them, but it was it was a good ass movie to sit down and finish. So you fun. know, which I love when I sit down to watch a movie and I end up finishing it. That's uh, those are always great days for right. me. Right, Magic Mike made you finish. <laughs> <laughs> don't me sugarcoat and, the conversation. <laughs> me and three other guys in that room. Um, so. Yeah, Magic that was Mike the wheelchair was guy was in your theater for that one. That right? was the one. Yeah, yeah that was the guy that was iconic. No, not wheelchair. No, he had a scooter. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> he came yeah. on an electric scooter. Right, and he just kept riding around the theater as I was watching. <laughs> I mean, that was a whole time. Right, but yeah, I was like beyond, beyond all that. It was I don't know. I just Channing Tatum was phenomenal in it, and their their chemistry was dope, and it was it was just a good time, man. It was just a good time to watch. Very I love hot. it. That I rewatched whole end it. Scene, that whole end water scene, dance scene is still something that is like. That happened this year. It's, it's fucking awesome. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Incredible. This is uh, 15th on my list. Yeah. So very close. Nice. Uh, I rewatched it recently. Uh, and yeah. guess what? Still holds up. Yeah, dude. Still fun. Yeah. Still enjoyable. That's great. The plot still doesn't make any sense at all. Mm -mm. Some of the character developments don't make any sense. Still wish I had more from the other guys in the film. But wish we had the four other guys in it, you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, we're watching Magic Mike for the moves, for the yeah. entertainment value, and it delivered. And I was thinking about it the other day. You said something when we reviewed this. You said, like, I would love to come back and visit this character in nine years. And I'm like, yeah, dude, let's get another Magic Mike. And, yeah. like, where's he at when he's in his 80s? Right. <laughs> like, old man Mike. How much is Channing Tatum aging <laughs> in the next couple of years? Dude, what? How? Just, <laughs> like, old strippers, elderly strippers? They isn't, could make isn't it. is like the full Monty? I don't know. You remember that, that movie? No, I never seen that. It was like, uh, I never seen it either, but it was like working class guys that were like st male strippers oh, in London. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey man, I'm sure that Channing's going to be a cutie in his eighties. So what's your number nine? <sighs> no, number nine is, are you got our oh, Margaret, Margaret, are you there? It's God. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. And that's number number nine. I like it. That is number 17 on my list. Nice. So talk about it. Well, when we saw it, me, you and Amy, like, I just, we were so elated the entire time. We were so excited. And I just kept catching myself being like, well, this is really good. <laughs> like, I was really enjoying right. it. I don't know. I never read the book. But after it was done, I was like, damn, that was just a good movie right. all around. Nothing wrong with it. Very happy. I, I felt happy. And I learned a lot. 
And that's great. Because it's the first time you felt happiness in sure was. some time. Yeah. I yeah. I kind of just have been playing it in the background to make sure I remember what that feels like. So, <laughs> yeah, dude. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. It was um, really good. It's so good. I mean, Abby Ryder Fortson as Margaret is like such a star, mm-hmm. such a steam stealer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rachel McAdams and, and yeah. uh, Kathy Bates just add like, you know, a generational layer to this yeah. that is missing from the book. And it really adds a lot more to this to this feature and the director uh kelly uh freeman craig who also did edge of 17 just uh she's two for two yeah she keeps capturing you know young girls at specific ages and just absolutely yeah. crushing it and just i, I it just reminded me that like watching it at the age that i am was kind of makes you think about like damn you know your parents were like in their thirties or whatever, when they, they were our age and that's at some point. Yeah, they yeah. were your age at some point. It's like I couldn't think about having a kid right now or something. Is right tough to so it it makes I don't know it grounds a little bit and makes you more humble. And it was just nice to yeah. get that from the film because it didn't it wasn't just a kids thing. It highlighted being an adult with a kid. It was it was nice. Right, it was really good. It kind of hit that spot that like Pixar usually hits. You know that mm-hmm. movie that targets yeah, adults yeah, and kids. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's uh it kind of can transcend generations in that way. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. And what's your number eight? One thousand and one. Okay, talk about it. Yeah, that is number. It's hard to tell. Yeah, twenty okay. on my list. Yeah. So this one we're in agreement on a lot of these so far. So that it's kind of interchangeable just with number eight. So like it's okay. This is number eight. This is number nine. Hold on. No, nine was Margaret. Eight was a thousand and one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's you do? shift everything up a little what bit. And Magic Mike is an honorable mention. And we're just going to oh, shift no. it up. That's okay. Oh, Rylane. No. <laughs> <laughs> Already with the bullshit. <laughs> Already with the bullshit. This so, is live, David. So are you there, guys? Margaret's number 10. 1001 is number 9. And Rylane's number 8. Rylane is number 8. All right. Talk about these two movies then. Okay, which one? You know what? I can, can stop can, now. No, hold on. You can you can table Rylane. Copy that. Okay. So Sorry. <laughs> talk about 1001. All right, we'll talk about 1001. Yep. Wow, Dave. You know what? Maybe use both sides of your brain. Um, At least one. You know? 1001. <laughs> <laughs> the performances were spectacular, especially for, like, I've never seen these people before, and here they are crushing it. And making me upset in my seat. Tiana Taylor. Yeah. Incredible. And later to come out in, um, we saw her in, in White Man Can't Jump. And we were, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this girl is incredible. Why are they doing this to her? You know? Why are we relegating her to yeah. just housewife role? What the fuck role? is this trash? Right. Like, give that girl, like, white girl can't jump. Like, let's go with that. White women can't jump. Like, let's just make this all about her and her friends. So, um, yeah, man. She was just sensational. And anytime she came on the screen, I which just, is most of the movie, yeah, yeah I just kept just looking around and be like, "Is there anybody else fucking watching this incredible avalanche happening in front of us of emotion?" Yeah, it was so good. I found something you recommended, as was Rye Lane. On, so I was, on, I was going to say, um, when we talked about One Thousand One previously, you had not seen it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so two movies that you recommended. It, it reminds me of a movie that came out in two thousand ten, like in the aughts, well, One Thousand One. Um, like one of those indie dramas that like just yeah. full of heart. Um, uh, 
<laughs> it's uh, like crazy. Um, all of our favorite dramas, that was like it, it hit me there with the right. Ryan Gosling and and Blue Valentine. Yeah, it hit yeah. me. It made, it made me feel like that weight was happening. Right. So it felt like that era of films. Um, it also helped that it took place in kind of the alts. So, but it definitely had that weight to it. Yeah, just a movie told over. I think two decades, three mm. different time periods mm-hmm. in this mother and son's life. Um, shout out to A.V. Rockwell, who directed it. Uh, this is her first feature. Just incredible. Um, yeah. So that's your number nine. There, Someone has just turned their lawnmower on and is just standing next to it. <laughs> so in case you hear it, that's either that or someone's brushing their teeth really, really hard. So that's that's the excuse. What a motor. <laughs> a gas-powered electric <laughs> toothbrush. Thank you, Quip, not a sponsor. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's my number. What is that? Four that now? Your number nine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what number am I at? About. <laughs> yep. And your number eight was Rylane, which we will table. So. Okay, great. Okay, great. Let's get into mine. So my number ten movie of the year thus far is a Shutter original called Influencer. Table it. All right. Oh, I like saying it. I like, I like saying you now table it. Yeah. Table it. <laughs> it's a competition. Yeah. <laughs> um, great. So my number nine movie is A Good Person, which you highlighted earlier. Yeah. So um, Florence Pugh, uh, Morgan Freeman, directed by uh, Zach Braff, written by Zach Braff and Florence. Uh, just an incredible drama. Um, I was looking at all the movies I loved so far this year. And for all the faults that this movie has, it can't be understated how incredible Florence Pugh is. And I said it at the time, but it's, it's refreshing to see her in a, in a modern day role. And she's just playing a girl from Jersey. She plays, you know, Russian assassins and yeah. period pieces. And she's very often, she's not set in the present day. Dude. And I was very, <laughs> yeah. Right. I was very excited to see her in a movie that just was, you know, she's couldn't be someone that lives around the corner. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. It's an addiction movie, so there are some definitely tough scenes. Um, Morgan Freeman shows up for the first time in probably 20 years and mm-hmm. just delivers like an incredibly heartfelt, heartwarming performance. Um, seeing them two alone is is worth uh, is worth checking it out. Um, so, a good person is my number nine, and my number eight movie is also Rylane. So we can talk about. We can it. talk about. Yeah, it? I'm putting a little note. It is now on the table. Um, cool. Um, what a movie. You recommended this to me. I did. This so, is the second movie of my list. Still available on Hulu. Um, just probably the best romantic comedy of mm-hmm. the year so far. Yeah. Um, the style, the the performances just breathes life into a genre that um, has been dead for a couple years now. Yeah. And it's really short. It's 82 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it captures so much in that runtime. Yeah. It's such a delight. Such a delight, and it. Its two leads are really two people I've never seen before in David Johnson and Vivian uh, Opera. Mm-hmm. Just uh, sensational performances, sensational turns. The comedy is there, uh, their chemistry is there, and just a lot of camera trickery, a lot of cuts, a lot of stylistic choices that I loved. Very reminiscent of Worst Person in the World last year in terms of the flair um, from the director's chair. Um, yeah, man, I really love this. I'm glad you uh, yeah. checked it out after my, my recommendation. Yeah. But, uh, what did you think? Well, I, I like movies that kind of, um, I don't want to call them gimmicks, but I like them when they fall within a certain, pra- like a Richard Linklater type stuff. 
Okay. Um, I don't. Did he didn't do the before series, right? He did. Oh, he did. Okay, then there it is. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's in that same vein, and I just love those types of films. Uh, I love Wonders, you know, a lot. Not that I don't know if this movie had any. But um, it all takes place Seemingly, in the same day, right. you know, and that's what I just like that. I like sitting down because you, you're it's kind of painted in front of you. Here's what to expect. And you just sit along for the ride, you know. Right. And I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. I yeah. Just, yeah. And they were, they were so cute together. That diner scene is so good. Um, With the ex and her yeah, new boyfriend. Yeah. Like so that, great. They're all sitting there enjoying food and he's just losing his mind and she shows up to save the day. Right. So good. Yeah. Just an absolute treat and just a, a feel-good movie. <laughs> There's a scene where, like, they have to go, like, get a key to her ex's um, apartment. Yeah. So they're at, like, a party, and he's like, I don't do parties. And she's like, just come and sit back. You'll be fine. So, like, some dude comes up while they're at the party. It's very close and intimate. And the guy's like, what do you got on your iPad? Let me uh, on your on your Spotify. Let's listen to it. And he's like, no, no, no you don't have to listen to my Spotify. And it's all sad music because yeah. he's so depressed. Right. And they put it on at the party and everyone's looking at him. And he's like, I just, you know, you didn't have to. I told you no. <laughs> right. It's been a tough couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Really good movie. Fantastic. Definitely check it out. Great stuff. Good rack, man. Nice work. All right, Dave. What is your number seven? Number seven is Blackberry. It's a movie about exactly what it sounds like. The fruits. <laughs> the bowl of blackberries. Uh, not on my list, but list talk about it. Yeah. I think it is number. It's close to number twenty on my list. Okay, so yeah. didn't didn't think it was gonna be great when I walked in. Turned out to be great. So that's what's super surprising about it. Um, so it is a retelling of the like the origin story and the downfall of the BlackBerry device, mm-hmm. starring Jay Borishal and Glad Howerton. Yeah, that's so good. It's like that's a big draw on him, man. He's such a he commands the room every, and that's his. That's his role. Is he supposed to walk into a room and scream about his shit? Where's my secretary? No, you don't have one. And he's just like screaming, like he's great. He's so good. Yeah. He's just uh, in the just world, he'd get nominated for something for this mm-hmm. turn. Yeah. Just everything that comes out of his mouth in this yeah. is just it's unbelievably funny. funny yeah. and angry, yeah. and it's such a such an indelible character for mm-hmm. like this year so far. Yeah, it's just like when I think back on these last six months, like I'm gonna remember him. In his like yeah. terrifying bald cap, oh yeah, in his cheap suits and screaming at people, yeah, um, really great movie from uh, writer director Matt Johnson. It's the first movie I think either of us have seen of his, and he was he, in it. He was in it. He was the third lead. Yeah, he, he had a great part. Just yeah, a, it was just great. A fun turn. Yeah, um, I think what's so surprising about it was that it was just like. I, why was I getting so hype about a phone? Why was I rooting for him? You know, so that's why right. I was like, oh, this is a good movie because this is making me feel again. <laughs> yeah, it, it it definitely like bled the infectiousness from the movie into the viewer, which I love. You know, it's a biopic and they come out like every other month now, it seems like. And this mm-hmm. one was a break from the norm because it just it had an identity of its own. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it wasn't just like another one in this endless string of, of origin stories. Mm-hmm. And. From like one of the most unlikeliest sources, you know, like the BlackBerry device. Like, who'd, who'd yeah. have known? Who cares? Who cares? Like, who would have known? That's it. That's it. Right. Who cares? Yeah. And suddenly, oh, damn, this is pretty awesome. And that final scene, the way it closes out, is pretty good. Pretty Very damn true heavy. to the character, very true to the movie. Pretty damn heavy. Uh, quiet question. note, which is great after yeah. the, uh, Full circle. you know, a little long. It's two hour runtime. Yeah, there's but, a little, it goes on a little side tangent there for a little bit, but it's fine. Yeah, check it out. It's, uh, it's so good. Yep. And what's your number six? Number six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Just counting. <laughs> Check that math. Go, I you're know. Gonna, you're going to read your number one sure. off for some reason. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> okay. I've talked about those. Let me just do this. 
great. I talked about those already. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. I know. I like it. Yeah. Number that, six, yeah. I think this is lower than I was expecting from you. That's what I'm saying. Surprise, okay. huh? All right. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Loved it. So happy about it. Um, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I was the only one. I just, uh, I mean, I can't get over the Florence and the machine drop at the end. Holy smokes. Now, everybody in theater, I was like, damn, this song? Absolutely. That, Holy that shit. That hit on such a note. Dude. No pun intended, but and it, it was, was like dude. such a great moment of yeah. cinema this year. I'm going to have everybody, all my entire cast close out this film by dancing to to Florence and Florence Pugh and the machine. And right. it's, like, it's so good. It dude. was a great um, transition from the last hour of just straight yeah. like drama Heavy. and stakes. And it was like a catharsis where it was just like, you know, everyone uh, has their happy ending and they're just, you know, dancing I, at the end of the I world. I mean, we've been waiting for rocket to say his name for three films. He's uh, no one bring, no one like, you know what I mean? He's just, he's, well, people and say that, it, but he—he's refusing to say he, he is a raccoon. To say it himself, and finally, yes, yeah. and it's such a fool. Oh my god, it was so—he found his identity. Im- yes, and it was so good for us to watch. Right. And the, when he says it, it's like he's holding the biggest gun you've ever fucking seen, mm-hmm. and it's so dope, dude. It's so good, him holding all like little baby raccoons. I just love that shit so much, man. Phenomenal for me. Did, did not make my list. No, it didn't. It's in, it's in the 50s. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, list. I was I was happy so. it didn't make your bottom five. <laughs> you know, yeah. that made I didn't hate it. It's yeah. just, you know, when the hype is too real. It yeah. Just, uh, I, I like to point out some. Hashtag some the, fuck the hype. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's that one for me. And what's your number five? Number five is Spider-Verse. Table it. Table it. Yeah. All right. You can table that one. All right. All right. So that was your... You're seven six five. Yep. My number seven is a little movie called Infinity Pool. Great, you can talk about. It. Okay. Yeah, yeah this is my honorable. List. It was like one of your honorable. One like eleven or twelve. I guess my okay. list is all messed up now, but it's uh, eleven <laughs> or twelve or thirteen. <laughs> Somewhere down there. Yeah. Um, Just almost, it almost made it. Came out back in January. Uh, Brandon Cronenberg's uh, second feature after Possessor from Lil yeah, Cronen. Lil Cronen. Um, you're, t- you're thinking of Lee Cronin Lee Cronin <laughs> <laughs> from Evil Dead Rise um, just a, a fantastic horror film I thought um, with just like a biting sat- satiric edge to it um, Alexander Skarsgård and just another breakout performance from Mia Goth Dude. Uh, this movie's so unsettling and I found so much humor in how unsettling it was um very clockwork orange in certain mm-hmm, ways. Mm-hmm. And um, you can tell that da- uh, Brandon Cronenberg had a vision and it came onto the screen. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a moment of this movie that doesn't feel true to what it's trying to say and to its source material. Uh, I love the ending. I think it's fantastic. It leaves things open for interpretation. A lot of amb- ambiguity. Um, fantastic term from Skarsgård. He's, I think we said it at the time, but just his model Swedish good looks, mm-hmm. and he's just choosing to do these very odd roles. Yeah, and just getting to the to to the grime. It's great. Um, Mia, man, if I can just say something about Mia, I just don't. She's on quite a run, man. I don't like. So, I, I don't know what she's doing up there. I don't know where she goes in her head, but it was just like terrifying. It's awesome. Absolutely, so great. And I don't know how the hell. 
like Oscar shouldn't be the thing that we're all like grasping for, but seemingly is like this is the this is the medal you get. Now we right. know you're good. But it shouldn't it's be like, the bellwether of some of these movies. No, successes. but it's like it sucks because that's. What we come across every year is just like, yeah. But did you not see her do that? Why, compared to what who got the thing, look at Mia, you know, 100%. Just insane. It's just pure insane for her to walk in front of a room full of people and they turn a camera on and she does this. I just, she's incredible, man. She's just so good. Everything she does. Truly. I mean, same with Pearl last year. Um, My God. Yeah, like we said with Howerton in Blackberry, in a just world, like Mia Goth would get nominated for yeah. supporting actress for this. Mm, yeah, it won't happen. Um, it's just, it's this movie is currently on Hulu. It is not for the faint of heart and the squeamish. squeamish it's, yeah, it's tough. But it is a, I thought, just an absolute roller coaster ride. And yeah. something that constantly subverts my expectations of what was going to happen next on screen. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, the, the, le- the less known about this plot, the better. Um, but yeah, just check it out. So that is my, I think my number six. Uh, my number, that was my number seven. My number six movie of the year is Past Lives. Okay. Which Damn, you man, tried so to upset. see. You tried to see I it. I tried. And I, uh, wow, so not the best movie of the year, but you loved it. I did. Yeah. Just um, Celine Song's first movie starring Greta Lee. And uh, I think it's John Magaro and another actor. Um, who plays the the romantic interest of Greta Lee in the movie? Okay. Well, I shouldn't say romantic interest, but the person with whom she shares this what if what if scenario in mm-hmm. her head with. Um, just one of the best what if movies ever captured on film, and it tackles it with such a like a deftness and subtlety. Where for those of you who don't know, um, at age ten. This um, young girl and young boy, they're just, you know, kids together. They grow up, I believe, in uh, South Korea. But they have that spark. They have that real interest in each other, like a real love. And she moves away. She moves to the United States um, just to, you know, her family is moving. And the movie takes place 12 years later when these two characters connect via Zoom for a couple weeks. And then another 12 years later when one of our... One of the characters, Greta Lee, is married to John Magaro and reaches out to her childhood friend. And just a beautiful commentary on, you know, just the lives that we leave behind, whether it's, you know, just in terms of place, in terms of location, and the people that we leave behind, the loves that we leave behind. Um, They make a reference to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind in this, which I thought was really important. Because that is like another one of those great what if movies, yeah. you know, at the end, you know, what if we all just, you know, gave it another go around Would things mm-hmm. be different. Um, this movie drops that. And I think it purposely does so just to make you think about like um, how much we think about what if scenarios when it comes to certain people. And yeah. like, what if I made this decision differently, oh, especially yeah. when it comes to love? Yeah. Um, and it goes in surprisingly quiet directions. It doesn't just make cinema for the sake of shock value or anything out of realistic um, expectations. Like it, this girl is married now and she's been married for a lot of years and she hasn't seen this person in 24 years. And I think in our, like, at least in my like imaginative ways and imaginative brain, it would just be easy because this movie's only an hour and 40 minutes for her just to throw her whole life away and just end up with this guy 
who mm-hmm. she had such a connection with uh, when they were kids. But the movie takes their whole lives into account and really makes it feel like someone wouldn't just throw their whole life away in the span of an hour and 40 minutes on screen. Mm-hmm. It would take into account, make you feel like you've lived all 24 lives away from that person and like really use those feelings to show you that this is a hard thing to endure, these feelings of nostalgia and these feelings of having a past life with someone, but never make you question that she's actually going to give up her life that she's made and created and fostered without this person. So um, just really smart, really depth, uh, depth, depth. I can't say that word. Depth. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And a lot of depth. But Celine Song had a great quote. Uh, I'm just going to read it real quick about her movie. But she described the movie as uh, something that is about many things. First love, lives not lived, growing up, letting go of, and making space for all the many versions of a self, past and present, that exist inside every one of us. And if... Ever there was a movie that I knew I would love, it's it's a movie that's described as that. Yeah. Um, just really great, really quiet. Um, really pay attention to it. It's it's definitely something to seek out. I'm ready. I'll check it out. So Past Lives is my number six. And my number five movie is Suzumi. Oh. Which, <laughs> what are you thinking over there? I thought it was Sisu. <laughs> <laughs> So similar. I want to see Suzumi. I still want to see it. So, um, I'm ready. We talked about it, I think, probably back in April, but mm-hmm. Japanese animated film from Makoto Shinkai that came out earlier this year and just a beautiful meditation on memory, on never forgetting your past, never forgetting where you come from. Um, a lot of touching moments on grief, uh, beautiful animation. Really inventive, really thought-provoking, just absolutely stunning achievement of a film that really is, will let you, it really like sits with you once this movie is done. Um, I don't think it's streaming anywhere yet, but once it is, absolutely check it out. Um, It's a little long, but it is so powerful in everything that it is trying to say, and it's from the same director that did Your Name, which our friend Dexter absolutely loved and raved about a couple years ago. Okay. Um, if, if that movie is anything like this, I'm sure that movie is just a, a absolutely successful film. I'm ready. Um, Suzumi, definitely check it out. That's my number five film of the year. Uh, so I think we're up with your number four. I'm getting confused because uh, we I, I didn't change the order. This is this one, this one, this one, this one. I think I moved Spider-Verse down because I said that was my... Right now I have number four of... Because I was already going to talk about Spider-Verse, but you tabled it. So my number four is Influencer. All right, let's talk about it because that's my number 10. Okay. Great. So now we can talk about that. Yeah. So that I third, talked about yeah. this already. So give me a little bit. Yeah. Well, that was the third of the movies that you recommended that turned out to be on my top of 10 years so far. So this is I like great. that you like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I mean, as I, I think I was watching it and I was not liking it. <laughs> okay. I was like half, maybe not halfway, but I was like 20 minutes in and I was like, what the fuck is this thing about? But as you're, um, as we're getting into the directions that it's going that you don't expect it to be going, 
um, it's twists and turns. It's more surprising and welcome that it's it's uh, all right. This is getting weird. I like this. That's and how I felt. Sen- it's I'd... beautiful as well. Like gorgeously it's, shot. Like uh, magazine shots. Beautiful like sweeping cinematography in right. this film. I'm like, holy smokes, this is incredible. Yeah, and everyone's performance is great. Like it, even the twist with like the main guy that's in it. Like he's such a douche in the beginning, and like he's not good at it. I was like, this guy's not a good actor. He's just it's like really annoying and and just like. Very surface. And then as his character develop, everyone's character develops so deeply as it's going along. It's like, oh, he's actually pretty great. And it's, I really give a shit about all these people. It's, it's great. Which I think is a take on just a, the superficiality of social media, too. Yeah. Like we're greedy with these people at surface level, and this is what we should think of them. But they actually have something going on underneath it. And yeah. the movie slowly unfurls those perspectives. And You're not wrong. I feel like the shit, other man. dimensions of those people. I hate, I hate, I hate myself. For judging him like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you shouldn't yeah. because that is what they project. So that is the thing that they're projecting, you know, onto social media. Yep. So you shouldn't hate them for that. No, no, they're not. choosing not to hate myself. <laughs> they're choosing not to show off those other dimensions that they have. That's true. And all of these, you know, tragic events that slowly un- unwind and unfurl. There's like a flashback. Like it's really good. It's the so flashback good. is one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Cause it really, right. it, it gives another layer to all of these people. Mm-hmm. And, it's very easy to be on CW side going going yeah. into this, yeah, and right. it's just yeah, like, oh no, CW. she's actually a monster. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. But which right, so that's actually, your number? Actually, wow! Holy smokes! Is that why her name is CW? Because like you just, I thought you were mentioning like, oh, they all look like CW. All the CW actors are hot. So like, <laughs> uh, that's maybe why I, I don't know. She's like leaning into it. We'd have to look that up. You know, like yeah. she did. No, let's call her CW because she's hot. Right. I like all the actors on that fucking channel. She's incredible. She is. I hope she's yeah. in more things coming out. Yeah. I'm not trying to say that superficially. I'm like, it was like her character also goes way more than that beyond looks. Right. What we're saying the whole thing is. Yeah. She needs to do some more work as well. She's great. Um, so what, what do I talk about now? Number three? Tell us your number three. My number three is Cocaine Bear. Is it really? Dude, it sure is. Wow. Dude, look I'm at just, you. I'm just looking at this top as like, what did I have? What did I enjoy? This movie is so good. So that's why I kind of the way I looked at the whole list. But number three, for sure, is Cocaine This, Bay, is, this is a left turn. Dude, I fucking. This is a wrong turn into the woods. Oh, no. Cocaine Dude, Bear. I had so much wow. fun with right, this damn it. film. Just, it's just in crazy town, and I love crazy town. Like it's just having a uh, just a like like I said when we were reviewing it before, it was just it, we're following somehow following three or four different stories all in the same forest, mm-hmm. and they're all intertwining, and it is such a great job. It does take a turn, and like there are some issues with it. Like it goes to like serious town at the end, but maybe it shouldn't. Right. But I think it just felt like um, I don't know. I think did I. No, that's what I said about Dungeon Dragon. No, this movie it just was incredible. Like yeah. I just I had such a fun time. And that's I couldn't believe how much fun I was having watching it, you know? Yeah, yeah. it doesn't look like trash sometimes, sure, but it's okay. It's cocaine bear. You know, right. let it go. I like it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, look at you. Like it's it. number sixty eight on my list. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and dude. what's your uh, number two? Dungeons and Dragons, baby. Oh, okay. All Say right. What? Is that your number one? Not this year. <laughs> Dude, again, I saw this movie with 900 people in the theater packed. We were all. Sounds like a fire hazard. <laughs> we were all having a blast, bro. Like, I was on the verge of tears at one point. Like, I was cracking up. Like, yeah. dude, it was just surprising and refreshing to have Chris Pine just crushing it. 
I don't know. Like he's just playing his guy, but like it's good. It's good. Right. Like, everyone is so good. Ah man, funny. It's so my humor. It's right. just so funny. Like what's his name? What's the guy? The bad guy in it? What's the actor's name? Hugh Grant. Um, yeah, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant is so good. He's so good. <laughs> he puts his finger like some girl puts a finger in his drink, and he's like, "I didn't." Okay. He's <laughs> like, like, dude, he's so good. Yeah, I was having such a good time. Again, graphics, that's fine. I'm, it's forgivable because it's a brand new fresh thing and it's weird and I'm okay with it. This so, is a great movie. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great comedy with a Dungeons & Dragons backdrop. And I just hope it opens up to a world of this and we can just make it. Me others, too. You know? I, wouldn't hate, I wouldn't hate if this was the only one, but I think I trust mm-hmm. the writers. They yeah. also did Game Night. and. Yeah. I trust them to to craft like a really good sequel yeah, and just dude. really highlight more of the D&D stuff, which I kind of yeah. thought was like, that's why I mentioned in the backdrop, because I felt like it was, they kind of put the comedy first and the D&D stuff second. Yeah. So I can see them even diving a little bit more into the Dungeons and Dragons. There's a whole all. world, man. And like they, which was, I was so exciting about it was as a fan, as someone who's played the game, like, right. And read a lot of the Forgotten Realms books. There is mentioned Baldur's Gate is mentioned, which is yeah. like a main part of like the entire map of the world so it's like and at like there's so many books and so many characters that are phenomenal that they could open it up yeah and and could dive away from the comedy and actually go into like just is one of this like main series okay. one of the characters that were like he's a dark drow you could see like the entire Icewind Dale trilogy break out and all these okay. it could be phenomenal yeah be great. so there's room and we and we hope and we always hope and the new hope <laughs> so that's my number two, Dungeons and Dragons. I Go like see it. it if you don't. I hold your number I one don't on know there. You, don't so say I can't do it a yet. damn thing about it. I have number one coming. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I have a number one. I picked it. Um. So my number four is Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Yeah, I knew so it was gonna be on. There. I you loved it. absolutely love this movie. It's just uh, it's a movie I still think about to this day. Um, just incredible acting from from Jake and from Darcelim. Um, just. Probably the most unexpected surprise of the year for me. Like, Don't put him on hold. Guy Ritchie has been just... Um, put that man on hold. <laughs> <laughs> he's been making such lackluster or just more of the, of the same movies over the last 10 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. And this is such a hard turn for him. And he absolutely crushes this. Um, the direction's amazing. The score is amazing. Um, just a really powerful tale of just a commitment and a bond that you can form with your fellow man. Um, truly incredible. Um, a war movie that is some of the most realistic scenes, I think, uh, captured on cinema. Uh, absolutely worth checking out. Um, I can't say enough about it, man. It's just... Yeah, it was know, great. It was, it was so good. Yeah. The trailer, I didn't see the trailer before watching it, and watching the trailer after watching this film, it does give away a lot of the developments that yes. I was kind of surprised this by. This might just, be why I'm not there with you maybe because i'm like i knew that shit was happening right so that might be why yeah it doesn't take it away as much as it is great yeah so just just truly great mm-hmm. um my number three movie is your number five movie which is spider-man spider-verse Spider-verse. so i'm surprised i have this higher than you i know this is crazy ve- stuff you huh? have cocaine bear over this movie are you okay with that <laughs> I think so, man. All right, good. I really do. Yeah, like, no, Spider-Verse was great. Defend it. I like it. It was so... I'm just coming at you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like... Maybe it's because, like, Spider-Verse 1 is, like, one of the best superhero movies ever made. Right. And uh, Spider-Verse 2 wasn't, to me, as good as it. Right. 
But I remember watching Cocaine Bear and having such a good goddamn time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why. But Spider-Verse, dude, come on. Across so the Spider-Verse, just like one of the most beautifully animated films come on. I may have ever seen. Yeah. It is one of the best sequels probably ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, what they do with the animation in this film, the ever-changing backgrounds, the depending on what the characters on screen, how they're feeling, what their emotions are, the backdrops changing behind them to kind of mimic what they're feeling, what's going on internally. It's just next level filmmaking. And the fact they're able to make you care about all these characters so much, the fact that they're able to make a multiversal movie so much more interesting than what we've seen. Yeah. Um, the fact that it ends on such a massive cliffhanger and it's earned, it doesn't feel like half of a movie. Um, even with beyond the spider verse, probably getting pushed back another year at this point. Um, very Empire Strikes Back in my eyes. Yeah. Where we're ending on a down note and we're just setting it up for yeah, the, the threequel of this trilogy. Yeah. Um, just incredible voice acting. Uh, Haley Steinfeld, Oscar Isaac, chief among them. Just truly great. So yeah. many great cameos. It's It captured the ability to do fan service without feeling fan service-y, which I didn't even know that was a line that yeah. anything can tow. Um, just unbelievable. Just it, I had a hard time not putting this as my number one, just because yeah, it was so good. And so it's, cool. It's one of the, the the highlights, absolute highlights of this year. I can't see this not making my end of year top ten list, mm-hmm. but it's unbelievable. Oscar and I'm talking about it, it now, and I'm like, are these other two movies better than this? I'm not sure. Well, well, like and my stuff. my thought about this top ten thing is, and this is kind of how I've always approached it. It's my personal list. My personal enjoyment. Like, here's how much I loved this shit. Right. Spider-Verse 2 is a better movie than Cocaine Bear. <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely. If two people, people are like, what do I see first? Go see Spider-Verse. Don't fucking right. see Cocaine Bear. I'm just, me, I fucking had such a good time. And that's my enjoyment level excitement is what I'm doing. No, how much I love the movie, be. watching the damn thing, compared to, like, is it a good movie? Absolutely. Not compared to Spider-Verse. You know? Right. So, like... That's the way I'm approaching. I was saying it in terms of my own enjoyment. Like I'm talking about this and I'm hyping it up to me so much. Yeah, I'm like, why is this not my number put one? Put it on right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Because I got all my great Spider Man's my favorite superhero. I got all my great Spideys out of it. Like right. it's good shit. I actually saw uh uh Instagram reel that someone was like, You're ten and you see the multiverse for the first time and they had like the original nineties spider man show and like there's an episode where all the spider-man are fighting and shit with yeah. like kingpin i'm like dude i remember this this is epic right. yeah yeah it's good stuff dude it's great it's great got my clone spider on there hell yeah dude nice so that was my number three miles my number two you know which you did not see it is how to blow up a pipeline Damn. Which you have not seen this yet. I, I don't know if it's streaming yet yeah it will be watched but this is a sensational movie. Mm-hmm. It is topical and creates such a conversation about the environment and the damage and effects that it's having on us. But it doesn't choose sides. It doesn't paint our quote-unquote heroes as such and doesn't paint them as villains. It leaves us just kind of stranded in this morally gray area where – we're left to pick sides over are they right, are they wrong, or nice. are we sympathizing with them, or are we condemning them? Um, probably the best edited film of the year. This movie is like a ticking time bomb. You are waiting for 
this pipeline that these six to eight characters, I forget who they are, are trying to, they're, we're waiting for them to blow up this pipeline. Mm-hmm. And they each have their own reasons for doing so. Each of them are different. Each of them are compelling. And it juggles introducing all these characters, making you sympathize with them, making you condemn them and vilify them uh, multiple times. And it's short. It's an hour and 44 minutes, directed by Daniel Goldhaber, who I was not familiar with his work. Uh, Just a true surprise and just a truly stunning movie in terms of um, what you can do on a low to modest budget like this, where you can craft such a compelling piece of drama, such compelling action. Um, Can't speak highly enough about this, how to blow up a pipeline. I think I saw it with like three or four other people in the movie theater. Mm -hmm. And... Not many other people saw this movie. I hope it, once it hits streamers that it gets like a much bigger reception because yeah. I think people will absolutely fall for this movie. Going Hulu, could be Hulu, could be Max, you know, something like that. Yeah. But just unbelievable. Nice. So definitely check it out. Really want to, man. Yeah. Really excited about it. And we're at the end. Are we baby. there? Yeah. Wow. Now I'm like, I don't know. You know when we I'm play that movie. To say what my number one is. Now. You know when we play that mo- that that soundtrack or that sound where it's just like yeah. this is we our hope. number one yeah. movie. We hope like it this now is makes it. Sense. <laughs> this is it. We don't gotta play it. it. Actually works. Yeah. yeah. Well, this might be the number one movie of the year. We hope. You know. What do you got, bro? You want to say them at the same time? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not fucking having fun. Uh, what are you doing? Shut up. Unless it's the same. I don't know if it's gonna be the same. That's what you okay. know. I'm ready. Now you do it. All right, I'm I'll scared. just go. All right, no, I know I'm afraid to. Ready? Three, two, one. It's just Sanctuary. Ooh, is it really? Yeah. Good for you. It's I love a, it. This I is fucking, not my number one. Okay, good. All yeah. Right. All right. Sanctuary um, for Dave. Sanctuary. Now, well, I see you taking notes over there. No, I'm writing your top ten down. I know. Yeah. And what's going to happen is I'm going to forget, and you're going to bring it up later. and <laughs> be like, really? Because you kind of <laughs> liked this before. I'm going to be like, well, I don't like it now. <laughs> but Sanctuary is... We and know you're ephemeral. It's I, fine. I am ephemeral. Sensational, dude. I just really, again, I like the mono scene. It all takes place in one spot. Right. So, like, not a lot for me to think about. <laughs> I just was really like, <laughs> oh, man, their performances are so good. And he is so, I just, I don't know, man. I got to see it again. It's just, they're, they're incredible. They're together. Like, we, we see these people pretend to be in a relationship on film all the time and they suck at it. And these people, didn't their chemistry it. is electric. Exactly. And yeah. <laughs> it's truly special because they have so many different dynamics between the two. They're pretending um, to be other people. They have and then so much work to do and it's insane. And they do it so well. It's like different layers of their characters are interacting with different layers of the other character. So often in this film yeah. where you don't know which version of this character is talking to the other version. Yeah. And all of it rings true. All of it is just so compelling. Um, like you said, a movie set in one hotel room for the entirety of it could be very stale, could uh-huh. be very claustrophobic. And there's just so many times where I'm like, she's the dominatrix now. No, she isn't. Like, he's is he actually in love with her? I have no idea. He just wants her to get the fuck out. Right. Oh, man. And, like, twice she leaves the place and gets it. They find a brilliant and brilliant writing to bring her back. And right. it's so fuck good. I like Dude, it. Dude, it's so good. And this compelled you to watch Christopher Abbott in On the Count of Three. It sure which did. Which is one of my favorite movies of last year. Dude. And he is just on another Go level in that Go see that. 
I literally sat down with my brother the other day. I was like, dude, I'm bringing up like six uh, scenes for, on YouTube of this movie. You yeah. got to watch them. <laughs> like we watch because uh, he's not a big he doesn't watch a lot of movies. So like, but when he does, but when he does, he loves them. And he he loves this one. Yeah. <laughs> and like, dude, infallibly. Yeah. Um, Sanctuary, number one film of the year so far and will definitely be reaching my top 38 by the end of the year. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. What a fall that would be. <laughs> It'll be at least be a movie. By the end of the year, I will at least have seen this one. <laughs> so that's that would great. be a great review for the poster. Sanctuary, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, watched it. <laughs> Zachary Weekend just quotes you on the poster. Just watched it, and this is one of those movies that I've seen. Yeah, this movie has been seen by me. <laughs> What do you got, man? First My number one. one movie of the year. Oh, I got to find a drum and roll it. So I <laughs> really love the documentary called Jason Isbell, Running With Our Eyes Closed. And I took it off the list. So I just took off all documentaries from my top 10 okay. list. I remember um, you bringing that up. I had no idea who that man was. Yeah. country, uh, all, Like all country, indie mm-hmm. country music singer. Um, it's probably the one of the best pieces of content I saw this year. Uh, but I did not include that in my list because I just went strictly with films and not documentary films. Okay. Thank you. So my number one movie of the year is John Wick Chapter Four, and <laughs> I am still wow. still stunned by how successful and how great this movie was. Wow, really? Yeah, it was my number one movie at the time when I saw it, and it you love that movie. It's so good, dude! Hell yeah! Unbelievable action. Oh yeah! Unbelievably shot and choreographed. I'm shocked. Just a culmination of three other films and just sensational. Wow. Just a movie that finds out a way to honor its past so much, but also make things incredibly modern and relevant and very novel in its own sense, where you can draw on so many movies over the last hundred years, uh, but also create something and craft something completely new. Yeah. Um, Chad Stahelski directs it. He did the other three. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one just felt special to me it seemed like he finally created the masterpiece that he was looking for um so many great characters i was willing to follow any of these characters into their own spinoff movies yeah donnie yen um you know the the whole osaka continental sequence just incredible time and time again just blown away just completely immersed in this uh, two hours and 50 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say I four hours. I could have taken another two hours of this movie. Just right. just let it go. Um, Hell yeah, man. Fantastic. Crazy I'm fight ready scenes. For, I'm ready for number five. Number five, shout out to Keanu, doing it all. Using just, his hands to beat the shit out of people. Nice work, man. He's great. <laughs> he's just, I've never even been a big Keanu Reeves fan. Mm-hmm. And what what did we say? He has like 300 words of dialogue in this movie. That's what I think so. And, yeah, something. Yeah. You know, it's just, the movie doesn't suffer for it. No, it's just, no. Time, and, it's very hard to create. The stairwell fight scene. The, the stairwell scene Crazy. in Paris, the overhead shot scene in the warehouse right before it. Yeah. The, the, the Japan scene, time and time again. The scene at the Arc de Triomphe in Paris where they're just dodging vehicles and just so many iconic action film scenes that st- easily my number one movie of the year so far that's great man so that's great yeah so we had a lot of we had a lot of differences yeah we did it how many overlap movies we had i think just three films yeah that's pretty good so we each had influencer spider-verse and rylane on our list especially like if you watched 108 films right you know so what i'm gonna do after i stop choking on my tongue (laughs) sorry 
um, is I, I make a lot of false promises. But I would like to breach 100 by the end of the year. Don't put that smile away. Nobody wants to see it. So I want to try. All right, all right, all right, all right. Wait, 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 wait. You gotta watch now, wait, now, wait, now, wait, now, wait. films. Wait, I also have to run 300 miles by the end of the year. <laughs> How many have you run so far? Uh, one, one, two, two, three, four, four, four. You run to the bathroom often. That's I about do. it. <laughs> so I want to try. What? I, okay, maybe I'm not gonna. But if I get to 60, if I double it, if I watch this, if I continue on the same amount, and I. Man, I'm you'll be on pace. I'm, you're on pace for 76 right now. Great. Yeah. So that's doable. Yes. I think you can crack 80. So let's call 90. it 80. Yeah. Let's call it 80. Right. And then I, I would like to see where I'm like at comparison of like I'm out. I'm, go, I'm going the extra mile to watch other shit so that maybe by the time we do the end of the year, we can see how it changes. Right. You know, I see, like it. so maybe like lackadaisical Dave or does bare minimum Dave compared to. <laughs> Putting in some goddamn effort and doing his job, Dave, you know? <laughs> so many different so many hats you wear over there. Lots of Daves like over it. here. Yeah. I'm surprised every morning. You have I'm a couple like, you have a couple honorable mentions for me? Yep. Mario. Oh Mario? Okay. Mario. Mario so, I mean, we talked about it, but super successful, super mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, um, man. Can't forget about Mario. Yeah, number one movie at the box office this year. Yeah, so. dude. Yeah. So good. Yeah. What else you got? Anything good? Besides it was, well, Magic it Mike. It should have been Magic Mike. Yeah. And Infinity Pool was right there. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. I had um, Reality with Sidney Sweeney on there. Yeah. Just like, coming in at number 11. Really hard to keep that off. Uh, I had Air, the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Oven Age, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, probably Evil Dead Rise should have that, yeah. Uh, and just a couple other really good ones. Polite Society, Knock at the Cabin, I really liked. You Hurt My Feelings, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, I really liked Bo Was Afraid. I think I had that as 14 on my list. Definitely a lot higher than you did. Mm-hmm. Um, Inside with Willem Dafoe. I don't think anyone saw that movie, but yeah, just like it. I was super into it. Um, just a lot of great movies out there. Yeah, man. And then a lot of the movies that you already mentioned. So, Do you want to real quick jump into this most anticipated? Run down the list real quick and see what's good? Well, before we do that, so we did okay. ask a couple of our uh, Instagram oh, yeah. members. People commented saying what their top five was. That's great. Yeah. So we asked some people to send in their top fives and we got a couple of responses. So oh, yeah. the first one, thanks God. And again, you go over to our Instagram page, which is talking underscore pictures, underscore podcast. Thank you. And, uh, you know, hit us up, uh, send us a thing. Tell us to tell us what you like to do uh, between movies. So one of our, um, followers, uh, his handle is Huff goes to the movies his top five were Across the Spider-Verse, John Wick 4, uh, Suzumi, 1001, and Scream 6. So those guys, are his five. Yeah, you guys would hang so out. I told him, I'm like, hey, we have like, we share three of these. Absolutely. Yeah. And Spider-Verse, Wick, and Suzumi as his top three. Definitely sure. some yeah. Definitely some overlap there. I'm sure. And 1001. Yeah. So, which had overlap with you. I'm sure so. the rest of his is is probably right on point with you. Oh, guys. absolutely. Yeah. Um. And then we had one person comment on our post. And let me pull up there. I can't believe no one liked Willow. No one liked, no one liked Willow? Especially when the TV show came out last November. <laughs> so this handle is uh, the magic of the movies. And there's underscores between all uh, five of those words. Mm-hmm. And his top five, his number one was also John Wick, Chapter 4. Number two was Scream 6. Uh, Guardians Volume 3 was number three. Uh, number five was Evil Dead Rise, and I skipped number four because it was 
Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. (laughs) And he he even wrote in parentheses, no, I'm not kidding. Which I appreciate. Back that, back that. Shout out to uh, Magic of the Movies. Because, again, some overlap between our lists. Absolutely. Wick on mine, Guardians on yours. Yeah. I like to see some of like the overlaps there. Yeah, that's where good. It's just like that's our community cool. is just like right in line with us. And then lastly, uh, Amy sent in her top five. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I'll go for five to one. So five was Are You There, Got It's Me, Margaret, which was on your list. Mm-hmm. Number four was Knock at the Cabin. Um, number three was Bo is Afraid. Number two was Air. And number one was Past Lives. Not, uh, see, I got to get Past so. Lives in me. I got to get those Past Lives in me. Dude. I think my my movie watching is I just I'm like I'm silly about it. You know? <laughs> my reasons are are broken. I think <laughs> <laughs> your reasons yeah. are broken because you are broken. She sure is. Yeah, he sure is. <laughs> um. <laughs> so now that we're uh, halfway through the year, yeah. uh, what's to come, man? We have six more months of 2023 left. I took a look. It's Oscar season coming in the fall. Oscar season. We have another. Uh, a few months of summer left. Yeah. Some big releases. Yeah. So, you know, we came up with, I came up with a top 10 list and Dave just grouped a, a bunch of movies that he's looking forward to together. Yeah. Yeah. And I gave him one caveat, which was to leave Oppenheimer, Barbie and Mission Impossible, um, yeah. Dead Reckoning Part 1 off the list. Yeah. Just because yeah. I think they would probably be one through three on our list yeah. or close to it. So... I will count down my most anticipated from 10 to 1. Hit it. So 10, I have Challengers coming out on September 15th. <laughs> Zendaya, uh, yeah. Mike Feist, and... I'll definitely see it. I can't remember the third guy's name in that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Josh something, I believe. But I love Luca Guadagnino. Uh, he did Bones and All, which was your number one movie of last oh, year. Oh, he did that? He oh, did okay. Call Me By Your Name. Oh, and he he's did. doing Challengers? Yeah. It doesn't seem... That trailer just made it seem like a dumb sports movie somehow. But, and that okay. is why it's on my list, because okay. I love him as a filmmaker, and I think he's going to bring something different to this. Great. All right, then let's Because I, I agree with you. It doesn't seem very much in line with his prior movies. Yeah. And just the, the filmmaking looks incredible. Okay. First and foremost, uh, and I'm, I'm thinking he's going to get a lot out of it. No, centers. I'm excited. Thank you. And Josh O'Connor was the other. I'm anticipating there. it. Uh, my number nine is uh, Rebel Moon from Zack Snyder. Yeah, dude, I'm ready. Uh, comes out December 22nd on Netflix. So ready. My number eight is Wonka, which comes out December 15th. Oh, yeah. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. one of his two movies, big movies coming out. Um, my number seven is Napoleon, Ridley Scott's movie star- starring Joaquin Phoenix, which comes out November 22nd. Is he playing? Napoleon. Is he? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, didn't hear um, this. Number six is a comedy coming out in August called Bottoms. Yeah, Bottoms is all mine. Uh, absolutely. I absolutely love Shiva Baby, and this is Emma Sel- Seligman's follow-up she, feature to that. Back, also baby. starring Rachel uh, Sonnet and starring Ayo Edibiri from The Bear. Uh, I'm so excited for this mm-hmm. movie. It's an August release, which scares me, but same with Bodies, Bodies, Bodies last year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping it is better than that. Uh, I was kind of underwhelmed by that last year. Yeah. But yeah, my number six was bottoms. Number five, I have the creator. Yeah, I got that, man. You had that on there Dude, as well. Hell yeah. I, the trailer came on for indie. I saw that. And like, 
I closed my eyes and my ears because it seemed like it was giving away so much shit in that trailer. I'm like, stop it. So uh, but I am very excited about that, yeah. So Gareth Edwards, who uh, also directed uh, Star Wars Rogue One, which yes, yeah. is arguably one of it, the best, if not the best yeah, Star Wars just looks product so out there. Pleasing. Um, that comes out uh, pretty soon, actually, in September, September 23rd. Yeah. Uh, number four, I have Poor Things, Yorgos Lanthimos' new movie with Emma Stone and a whole bunch of people. Uh, Yorgos is one of my favorite directors, The, the Lobster, The Favorite. Um, Killing of a Sacred Deer. I'm ready for his next feature it's I hate been a couple a years. A lot of those films, so <laughs> you're on your own over there. It's gonna be so good. All right. Um, number three, I have The Killer, David Fincher's new movie with Michael Fassbender coming out on Netflix. Fassbender's back. Fassbender is his first wow. role, I think, Slow in like Bender. five or six right? years. Yeah, buddy. Um, welcome back. And David Fincher's first come back to yeah. the screen in a long time. Holy smokes. Uh, those two together. They probably met at a party and were like what are you doing? You want to make a f- movie? <laughs> Is that how they talk to each other? He's like, all right, you seem hung. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say seem. Yeah. We, we know. We've seen you, shame. You seen hung. My number two movie is Dune part two. Yeah, dude. Uh, I yeah, wasn't. Yeah, Dune. <laughs> I wasn't super taken aback by Dune part one. I, but this trailer looks You're absolutely that incredible. It was part one. I am. Only because they don't, mar- they didn't market it as such. Mm-hmm. And setup, but it's a beautiful setup. I watched it over and over. It's okay to be a setup, but when you're just called Dune and then you go to the theater and the title card of the movie says Dune Part One, it's like, wait, what? Mm, yeah, I guess it's, it's a little cheap. It could have been a to be continued, maybe. All right, just call it Dune Part One. Okay, you're right. No, I'm talking the opening title card. Yeah, it's you're like, right. This you're is right. A part. I know you're pissed. My number one movie <laughs> of the year, Killers of the Flower Moon. Martin Scorsese, yeah, Leo DiCaprio. Nice. Uh, it premiered, I believe, at Cannes, and oh, no. the reviews are just yeah. out of this world. Ten minutes standing O for Scorsese, but I mean, which a lot of those movies get over there. He's gonna walk into a room where I'm gonna stand up and start clapping. So, come would on. you stand up and clap for him for ten minutes? For ten minutes, yeah. And he'd be like, "Stop!" And I won't. And then, You're like, annoying. two minutes in, he'd be like, "Seriously, I'm gonna call the police. Sit down." And I just I'll lock eyes. I'm gonna I lock think Marty's eyes. sweeter than that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call the cops. <laughs> Um, this nice movie bit. looks incredible. Yeah, it um, comes to theaters, I think, November 6th and on to Apple TV Plus Happy November birthday. 20th. So. Um, yeah, dude. Nice work. Yeah. yeah. What else do you have on your uh, anticipated list? TMNT, man. I knew that was going to be oh, on yours. Oh, oh, I'm so hype on the You're turks. so amped for I'm it. I'm ready for turtles, dog. You're so amped. Yeah. Drive Away Dolls. Ethan Cohen. Mm-hmm. Margot Qualley. She's back. Yeah. She's oh, never left. I love her. No, I love her so much. Permanent residency here. They cloned Tyrone. Uh, that comes out in a couple weeks. Yeah. Looks really I, just, good. I was like, dude, I got a lot of sci-fi on this list, so I'm okay. excited about it. Uh, the Last Voyager of the Demeter. Yeah. Yeah. I um, want to think it's going to be good, but... It probably won't... I don't know. Dracula. The trailer kind of was on a underwhelming. Boat. I'm really into pirates right now, and there's a boat. I'm ready to go. And, so. and Dracula was our first pirate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also known as the first pirate, Blackbeard. Yeah, uh, Blue Beetle, just because like, hey, if they're gonna, if that's going to be the thing for the new DC, you know, usher it in. Let's see what's okay. good. Um, the Strays, and I forgot. I don't know what it is, but I wrote down. Why would you write that down? <laughs> that's the, 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 the dogs. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it Dude, is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, I swear Why to God, it's not. This to us? No, no, no. Hold on. Don't do that to Dave. That looks like the worst movie of all time. The Strays. This isn't good. 
The Strays. No, no, no. This is a horror movie. That's a horror one? Yeah. No, I think that's What's just that called, called Strays. This is called <laughs> The Strays. A light-skinned black woman's meticulously crafted life of privilege start to unravel when two strangers show up in her quaint suburban town. You were the one to put it on the damn list. And it seemed like it was a lot of like, oh, life is perfect. Everything's 1950s movie. And it's all falling apart around her. And it's terrifying. You it know what I, I unfortunately have to tell you? So it's that movie came out two months ago. <laughs> Why did you do? Don't see now you're sabotaging me. I did sabotage you. Fine. I'm still excited about I it. I meant to write strays down. <laughs> not the strays. Strays better not make Dude, no, anyone's list. I don't care about God, that, that shit God, that movie looks all. terrible. All right. Last two. Theater Camp. Theater Camp looks a lot, like a lot of fun. Molly Gordon and Expendables. Hey, we like Claire. Yeah. Claire Bear. Bring in Expendables in because uh, why Expendables not? Expendables 4. Yeah, whatever, dude. Let's go. I think it's Expendable, Expend 4 BLEX. Yeah, Expend 4, Expend 4 of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did it, dude. We're halfway through. We have a podcast and we did half of it. This is nice. We are through the year, baby. Yeah, man. Halfway through. Well, thanks for having me on and watching all these movies with me. And I'm hopeful for a better better second half of the year, man. Yeah. I think it's going to be We great. got a lot of good shit coming. That Especially list we just wrote all, that we just read off, I think. It's got a lot of good stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Go over to our Instagram account, talking underscore pictures underscore podcast, and check us out there. And, and you know, hope you enjoyed it. And, and we got a lot going on the rest of the year. So stick around. We're going to be here. All right, guys. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.